Hey, and welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. I am joined once again by the uh, usual suspects, the uh, numbers guy, the keeper of the inner sanctum, the evil genius, and the numbers guy, Keith of Keith's Comics. Keith, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks. How are you doing? Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks. for coming. Well, we're doing the talk show voices here. Hey, welcome to WLS in the morning. And of course, the man who is... Of course, the man who's always wrong, and with a hole in his collection, the pictures guy, the clown prince of collecting. Brian, he's one. How are you? You know what, today I am doing fabulously. Fabulous? Wow. Fabulously. Wow. All right. Well, I don't know what's wrong with everybody. Everybody's doing well for, for once. All right, well, my name's Lance. I'm the world's oldest kid sidekick. I am the words guy. And boys... We better get down there before she ends up in the Tomb of the Unknown Hooker. Welcome to another issue! So, Brian, you got any news? Uh, I do. I have a few things uh, today. One, we had uh, the release of the Suicide Squad. I have not seen the numbers. Um, I gotta I gotta think it was a big hit. I gotta think it was a big hit. Uh, just everybody I, I know is talking about it right yeah. now. And it's gotten great reviews. So... Uh, and then we have What If, starting this week, August 11th, we've got uh, Titans, Stargirl, starting this week, and Stargirl. And I have heard nothing but really good things about Titans Season 3. They, uh, Well, you're going to have to talk me into that one because I couldn't get past Season 1. You know what I might say is just skip Seasons 1 and 2 and just start with Season 3. So pretend it's a Star Wars animated thing? Oh, you're a bastard. You are a That's what bastard. everyone tells me. Skip them. Just skip them. <laughs> You're a bad. It's not selling me anything when you go. Just skip them. Well, no, you know what? Because you'll want to go back. It's one of those where you'll see it and then you'll want to go back and watch the ones you didn't watch. Uh, but if you want to, if you if you're one of those people who doesn't have the discipline to make it through shitty episodes in order to get through it to get really good, then. Uh, but you'll want to go back. <laughs> Birthdays and uh, news of note for the week: uh, 1970 saw the birth of Kevin Smith who is embroiled right now in a great deal of controversy. And I blame you for that. Lie, finish, lie. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, 1950, Mike Gold. Oh, okay. First comics. Uh, 1954, Marty Pasco. 1966, Charles Adlarg from The Walking Dead. Uh, 1924, Little Orphan Annie. And 1957, Andy Cat. Both debuted. Uh, 51 is Ed Hannigan. Uh, 89 saw the final Bloom County strip. And I loved Opus the Penguin. Wow. Has it that been was one of my years? Yeah, it has been, that Holy was shit. one of my favorites. Uh, 1957, Mark Bagley. And 1957, uh, one of note for me. Uh, and I'm sure you all enjoy him, but uh, without him, I would not have my Harley Quinn, Paul Dane. Oh, one of my all-time favorites. Yep. One of my all-time favorites. Uh, so those are the birthdays of note. You had a piece of uh, news. Well, you know what? I, I, I am not the guy who likes to mention passings and stuff like that. However, this week, a pro wrestler by the name of Beautiful Bobby Eaton died. He was, him and Jim Cornette, they were the combination of the Midnight Express. They are, he is literally the reason I got into pro wrestling as a kid and have remained a pro wrestling fan to this day. Look up the matches between the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express and the Fantastics. 
Midnight Express Road Warriors, some of the best tag team wrestling you'll ever find. This is not, uh, this is why we mourn him. I'm celebrating him because he was literally the first guy I saw come off the top rope and do a bunch of crazy stuff. He was a modern wrestler in the, in the olden times. And if you are even a passing wrestling fan, beautiful Bobby Eaton, check him out. Moment Got of silence that? and condolences to his family and friends. And that's the news. All right, so for this week's edition of the world-famous Three Old Geeks Top 3 list, gentlemen with 15 minutes on the timer, who are your top three female action heroes or stars? And go. Okay, so number three for me is easy. Uh, Lena Headey. Yeah, well, you're uh, well-documented as being thoroughly in love with her. Yeah, but uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles, uh, the Judge Dredd movie, and if you haven't seen it, Gunpowder Milkshake. 300. Uh, 300. Uh, but Gunpowder Milkshake, she gets probably the best badass she's, scene. She's, she's John Wick, yeah. Yeah, she gets the best badass scene in the movie. But And that spoiler, yeah. great scene with Lena Headey. Oh, okay, that's a spoiler. Is Lena Headey in it? Yeah, she's going to get a great scene. Game of Thrones, uh, where she gets to just act. She's an unbelievable actress. She's a great actress. Yeah, yeah, I think she's underappreciated for just what her range is. She is so good. That's mine. Lena Headey. You go. You want me to go? Yeah, you're going to steal mine anyway, so. Probably. Okay, go. We've sung her praises before. And it's based off of one role, and that is Charlie Baltimore. I think they totally missed out on uh, Gina Davis when they had the opportunity. Probably one of my favorite roles of all time. But yeah, long, long kiss, good night. I mean, that was a little lower on my list, but go on. Wouldn't be higher on your list, or higher on my list. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, she was so awesome. We again check out the episode where we review Long Kiss Goodnight because we. She she's so she's like the, the differences between the the school teacher and Charlie Baltimore are subtle. It's two different it, characters completely, and just it, it, they should that should have been a diehard. There should have been five sequels to that. It, they it, so it, missed the boat. Was amazing. Yeah, so missed the boat on her. Yes, uh, and it was all because of what Treasure Island or uh, Cutthroat, Cutthroat Island. Cutthroat Island afterwards yeah. that yeah, that destroyed that, it. That, Killed her career, and supposedly yeah. I've never seen it, but supposedly she was pretty awesome in that too. I'm gonna bet she's uh, she's a great actress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number three, it's it's more a body of work, although there's been some that's been absolute fantastic. Uh, Charlize Theron, yes, from Atomic Atomic Blonde to Mad Max Fury Road to uh, Old Guard. You yeah, know. she's she, she was Ian Ian Flux way back when. Yeah. She, Which I loved. I thought was she, a great yeah, movie. She just it kicks you have ass not everywhere. seen Old Guard, some of the best modern action sequences, like 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 twelfth century Viking sword with the automatic, and she's mowing through guys. Yeah. It's fucking phenomenal. She can do anything. She's awesome. And so. yeah, Fury Furioso, one of the great the great characters of all time. Atomic Blonde, the scene, uh, the fight scene on the staircase with the one guy. Yeah. That is one of the most brutal fight scenes you will ever see. Absolutely fantastic. I couldn't agree with you more. This was one of those that I knew we were going to be stealing each other's higher on the list. You did? <laughs> Through the whole thing, yes. Okay. Uh, number two for me, I am going to go to uh, TV. Are. I am. This would be one of Lance's Lust Bunnies, an LLB. There's a lot of those. Uh-huh. Diana Rigg. Absolutely. She's, the to me, the prototype for everything. 
everything. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's okay to be sexy and funny and all this other stuff, and then she's throwing the she she knows the kung fu. Yeah, let's put it that way. <laughs> she knows the, the kung, kung fu's. <laughs> she's got the kung fu's down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One of my uh, one of my all time favorites, and I'm ashamed that I did not come up with that before you did. Oh my god, you're losing it, Lance. Losing I'm it. Losing my it's touch. A chick with a gun. Yep. So what's your second one, Lance? My second one, and again. I guess a kind of a one-time only role, but um, Sigourney Weaver in the Alien franchise. I mean, the second one, especially Aliens. I mean, she's hanging with Space Marines, man, and she's uh, you know get away from her, Pretty you badass. bitch. She's a total badass. Uh, you know what? I think that the first one she was the most badass because uh, in subsequent offerings they give her alien blood and she becomes yeah. Well, no, the third one's the, the third one sucks, and but. But the first one, yes, she basically has no weapons and she survives that. Yes, shit. not only survives it but takes them out. So, uh, yeah, I that's a good one. I like that one. My second one, Scarlett Johansson. As Black Widow, she's awesome. If you look at Lucy when she's fighting in that movie, she's what, what are you laughing about? I, I it's funny because uh, again, probably like Lance with Diana Rigg, I just that she didn't even. Make the list of what was and what, how good is she? Ex Machina. What was the other one she was in? That was it. Ex Machina. What was the movie she was in when she played the? It's based on the anime. Oh, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. That's what it is. I couldn't remember what she is. So good. Yeah, she would make the list just on that chair scene in Avengers. Avengers. Avengers yeah. Yeah. Where I'm. In, I'm working. I'm yeah, interrogating yeah, yeah, the guy. Yeah, He's just about to give it all up, and you're and the guy's looking at her, and and you know all of a sudden. <laughs> She's completely in control, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and then she just—that is so well. Yeah, so, so yeah. I, I, it's almost embarrassing that I didn't put her on the list. <laughs> Fuck I me. figured something. Fuck <laughs> me. That. Yeah. Wow. Yes. 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 Scarlett Johansson. Scarjo. That's my number two. Woohoo! So what's your number one? My who, number who one. Tops the list. And I think that, I think that Gina Davis, should have been. The top female, I think that action starlet, uh, but she should have been the female action hero, eighties and nineties. Yeah, she could have been. Yeah, she, she is so been, yeah. good. Um, Hollywood missed out big time. But I think they went with, and I think under underrated, uh, Mila Jovovich. She was on my list. From Fifth but, Element to the Resident, Resident Evils. Evils. Uh, she was also ultraviolet. I was going to say, I, I have never been a Resident Evil fan. I'm not a big Udo Bull or whoever that, that cat is or whatever. But ultraviolet is one of those, like, wow, that movie, that's like such a B movie. And that movie's so cool. And yeah. she's so good in it. She was one of my also rands. But... The, uh, the fifth element. Um, when she's speaking the language, which, yes. which was an actual language, by the way. Uh, that that uh, they created for the movie. Yeah, it is so natural. You would actually yeah. think that it was a language. Yeah, the way she does it, she is so good. And the Resident Evils. One of the things that I hate about, and they do this with female action stars, is they have them act tough, and that's that. So takes me out of the role. Uh, and there's I could name a list of uh, actresses who are guilty of this. Of acting tough. And I fucking hate it. And and with with everyone we've named so far, 
they just come across as these are strong women. Yeah, just confident. Who, they're, yeah. They're, they aren't looking for trouble, but if trouble comes, they're going to deal with it. Yeah, and, and, and there's there's that toughness comes through them. It's not, uh, they don't have to act like they were born in New York. No. So what's your number one, Lance? My number one, got to go to Hong Kong, one of the okay, all-time greats, back. and that is Michelle Yeoh. She was she, so she on, was my, on my I, list. I, yeah. I actually, yeah, that I one knew was a she'd hard. Be on yours, uh, so I just she's left. my first exposure to her was in in the states. It was Super Cop Two, uh-huh. where she's literally jumping a motorcycle from a train car to uh, a building or something like that. She did her own stunt to she's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where she has probably one of the best sword fights in the history of cinema, much less action cinema or anything. And uh, again, just recently, uh, you just mentioned it, Gunpowder Milkshake. She is a, a woman She's of age, if you will, and she can still. She looked terrific. Oh my god! She could still hang. Broke out the 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 iron chain and started whooping ass with it and stuff like that. She's just uh, she's one of my all time favorites. Absolutely. I figured she'd be on your list, so I didn't even put her on mine. She was in my also rands and case, but she was one of those that I was flip flopping on, and I almost pulled the lance, and I thought no, because this is already going to be a, a, a topic that we kind of crisscross anyway. Yeah, my number one is one of the first badasses I remember watching. Uh, she'll always be a badass. I don't care if she's playing someone's mother, grandmother, great grandmother, Pam Greer. Oh, God, yes. And I fucking again am embarrassed that I did yeah. not include yeah. her on the list. Absolutely. Foxy Brown, coffee. You know what? It's funny. If you'd asked me, you know, top three sexiest women that I can think of just off the top of my head. Yeah. You know, she would have been on that list. Uh, action star, she didn't, and I'm embarrassed too. Yeah, um, she was, she was that, that her whole beginning of her career was yeah. all action star. You know, she was, uh, she she was wasn't just quite as badass. choreographed as most fighting no. is now, but... She was just kicking ass. Yeah, so. she was badass. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, the razors in her uh, done up yeah, in her yeah, hair yeah. and uh, number one man. Originally, yeah. she correct me if I'm wrong. The originally live cast Amanda Waller. Yes. In, in Smallville. In Smallville. Yep. And uh, and then my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, Jackie Brown, yeah, yeah. dude. So. She's just I mean he wrote the movie for her and she's just she's just, I love movies and I've said this before I love movies where the main character's smarter than everybody else yep. going on and she was the smartest person in that movie man she was fucking awesome. Wow. Any runners up from anyone? Uh, you know what I would throw out and I, not just because I had you know twenty minutes to talk to her and she's a, a really nice person, um, Sandal Bergman. Okay. Who was Valeria. Huge, yeah. yeah, huge in the eighties. Uh, I would go Brigitte Nielsen. We knew you were going to yeah. go with that. I thought I thought she would be like more higher up on your list, like an, an actual name on the list. Yeah, nah, she would have been an also. I'd go, <laughs> I'd go Summer Glau. Yes, from both. Yes. Uh, you know, Firefly, Firefly and Firefly and uh, Terminator. Terminator. Yep, Angelina Jolie. You know what? Yes, from Mister Mrs. Yes. Smith, Salt, and let's not forget Tomb Raiders. Yeah, I'm gonna go and you again a roll to television on a uh, person of interest. You had Tariji P Henson, and I know she did oh. a, she did a recently an action movie that I've been meaning to see called uh, Proud Mary. But she was a fantastic, you know, special forces trained cop in that. Yes, and then Amy Acker's in that as a hacker, and she's also another like two gun. She was also in Dollhouse, which yeah, played, okay. and uh, Angel. Where oh she I, I wasn't Amy Acker was yeah, Fred yeah 
But she, oh yeah, when she when she became hilarious, yeah. Ass. Uh, and uh, another woman, I will say, who is just uh, too too kind. Yes. Really? Speaking of too too kind, Ming Ming Ma. Oh oh wow! Did she not? I she, talked about. I just talked about Fennec Shan. What yeah, Fennec Shan, and and even on uh, the cavalry. Agents of Shield. Shield, yeah, yeah. She just she was the only legitimate action person in Agents of Shield. Yes, Everybody yes. else was a, a dork compared to her. Hoover. Yeah. Yeah, no, Boozer. no, no. She was just fantastic. Uh, you made me think of it when you talked about Quentin uh, Tarantino, Uma Thurman, and Kill uh, Bill. Uh, oh, Uma Thurman. I was, I was toying with that, but technically, it's Zoe Bell who's yeah, the I, kid, ass I, I, I actually had Zoe Bell on my list too, because yeah, she does most of the stunts for most of the women. So yeah, it's mostly her kicking ass, but and yeah, she is an actress too. So and she was in once once upon a time in Hollywood and Death Proof yeah. and. She's the one on the hood of the car in Death Proof. She's she's yeah. awesome. She is. She is totally awesome. Uh, there's a documentary on her too. Ooh, I'll have to watch that. I yeah, heard. I'll find the name. Um, and then uh, actually a legitimate badass uh, for quote for a little while, uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, <clears throat> and then she kind of faded. Who's well, after she got beat, she faded. But she was like kicking it. She was the Mike oh, yeah. Tyson of the octagon, and then she went into. She did one of the Fast and Furious movies, and then she went into wrestling, which we know is fake, but still had requires some sort of... Had one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time on her debut. Yeah. I'm, I'm Passes just, herself after Roddy Roddy Piper, yeah. which is just fucking so, kick-ass. Yeah, I, I'm throwing her in it. She was also a gold medalist uh, in judo in the Olympics. Yeah, well, okay, if we're talking MMA to, to the screen, we're get, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta throw Gina Carano Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. And yes. Michelle Rodriguez in most of the movies she's in, she's she's badass. Yeah, and she's not one who acts tough. And no. and again, I you know what I can't stress that enough because again that that just takes me out of most B movies. Yeah, they act tough. Yeah, because what Rodriguez was in, girl not girl fight something like that, but she was also yeah. in Fast and Furious, and she's been in other roles where she just kicked ass. And okay, well now. No, I've opened it up. We're going back around to uh, your girlfriend, and I am drawing a blank on her. Uh, fucking Osaka, uh, Ahsoka Tono. What? Yeah. Rosario Dawson? Rosario Dawson, but she's also Gale. Oh, yeah. And circling and... this back around, the kick-ass hooker in Sin City. Oh, yeah. let's not forget Miho. Whoever played Miho. Oh, oh who that, whoever Miho, played Miho. Actually, Miho. there's uh, two. Uh, she's, there's, there, she's different in both. In two well, the, the one girl was in that, and she's in Debs, where she played a, like, uh, kick-ass... I don't know her name though. I'm embarrassed. I don't know her this, name. This this all just came out of your shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing the deadly little Miho shirt. Um, yeah, Sin City had a few. Indeed, they did. That's our top three female action stars with a whole bunch of honorable mentions. Just a bunch of great ladies out there. Let us know who yours are. All right, so for this week, we are joining the cult of number 34 on the ringer's list of top cult films. We are joining the cult of Paid in Full from 2002, directed by Charles Stone III, written by, and I'm going to butcher this last name, Matthew Cerulnik and uh, Tulani Davis, starring Wood Harris, Mackay Pfeiffer, and the rapper Cameron. And uh, this is a hip-hop Goodfellas, if I've ever seen one. Uh, I, I did the research on it, and this is actually based on three real cocaine dealers in the uh, mid-80s in New York City. Yes. 
So uh, kind of that really, that, that kind of Scorsese arc where you start off kind of innocent and you get sucked in by the money and things all kind of go downhill from there. And you get into that gangster lifestyle. You know, it's funny. Um, where it got real unrealistic to me was when it got into the murders. Because they so telegraphed <clears throat> who these people were going to be. Yeah, but didn't they telegraph who Joe Pesci, who, who Tommy was in, in Goodfellas, for instance? Like, but they didn't telegraph that he was going to die. They didn't telegraph how he was going to die. I mean, I knew I knew which characters. Once the murders start occurring, I went, oh, okay, this is... It was the only two people that shitty things happened to. Up to that point. Okay. That, that there would be any bad blood. There were only two characters that there would have been bad blood. And so... That was where it got unrealistic to me, and I was like, you know what? There's a lot of drug dealers in Hollywood, and their and their entire or in Harlem, and their their entire fucking families don't get wiped out. I mean, that's not like a common thing that families get wiped out. Yeah, that's true. And so I was like, uh, on two of them, where, you know, and then the kidnapping, and I was like, oh man, this okay. And then I saw based on a true story, yeah. and so yeah, I did some research because that that intrigued me because of where I had the problems. And it was unrealistic. Things did not play out yeah, the way. Yeah, no, they, they said this was dramatized for the movie no. or whatever. The scene where Calvin kills his aunt and his sister? Yeah, there was actually one other person killed and three other people wounded during that. <laughs> Which, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's pretty fucked up <clears throat> to begin with. And the Mackay Pfeiffer character, that actually did play out the way that they showed it. Okay, so he gets double-crossed by Rico, gets killed. Well, they kidnap his, his uh, little brother. It's his little brother. Yeah. Okay. His yeah. Brother, they kidnap uh, his little brother, and it finger. is the uncle, because he was pissed that he had kicked him out of the house. So that whole arc was exactly what happened. Kind of. There wasn't twenty-two keys stolen, and that that part of it, and the 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 their footprint was much bigger. Yeah. No. Because they kind of just. They had kind of just referenced, like, hey, we need to get down to D.C. Yeah. And they really went down to D.C. and they took over the drug trade And that's who, um, that's where the one guy was. Yeah. Uh, the guy, Rico. Rico. Yeah, who killed. So, yeah, I mean, it, it actually was pretty close to a true story. Yeah. I, it stunned me when I read what actually happened. And the guy became a rapper, and it was all inspirational rap, and he, he does uh, speeches where he talks to kids about not getting into gangs and not dealing drugs and staying away from that life that made the movie much better to me i thought it was a good flick i thought it was i thought it was very i thought it was very as far as a gangster story goes i think it was really good and this was early mckay pfeiffer because i remember him uh being critically acclaimed for this yeah yeah and this is a, again this is another one that wasn't a very big movie it's kind of got its footing with like the hip-hop community is what i understand and stuff yes. like that i mean obviously this isn't a movie for a bunch of 50 old you know white suburban guys or whatever you right know? but i still thought in, in in its telling i thought it was a it was a good gangster movie I, like i said it had that fucking uh that that goodfellas feel to me yeah you knew you knew it was going to go south you knew there had to be tragedy I, I will tell you one of the, the best scenes in a movie that I think I've seen, it, it would have to be up there in the top, uh, is the scene where they ask him, uh, do you know who did this? Oh, yeah. No, and dude, he said, I did. I, that, I, I was kind of like, oh, okay, where's this going? I was like, kind of like, just like the guys messing around and betting like thousands of dollars on if they could make a garbage can basketball yes. shot. I'm going, okay, well, what's the big deal? And then that, the opening 
sequence happens and uh, and Ace ends up in the hospital and that was just I like that plus him staring like he kind of they kind of alluded to him staring out the front of the uh, the um, dry cleaners mm-hmm. and the money falling from the sky and it was just like I thought that was one of the most I agree with you that was one of the most brilliant opening scenes I think I've I've but, seen in a but long it's, while. Do you know who did this to you? Yeah, and he said I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I went okay. This is going to be. There's something with this movie that's a little different. Yeah. Than um, than other gangster flicks. Keith, you're not saying a lot over here. I, you guys are much more in love with this movie than I am. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I liked the I liked opening scene and the whole. I did. That was great, but it just I I, I don't know. It didn't movie, have any traction with movie, you. Huh? No, it might have been the incessant use of the N word. Might and again, this yeah. Is, it's like every other word. I'm like, okay, tired of this already. Yeah. And, and again, we're not the we're and, not the target demographic for this movie at all. It seems like I've seen this story before, so it's like kind of again the illusion. I, I again, you could and you tell, take those those key points from Goodfellas and stuff they like that. Tell that, that the betrayer. Yeah. So early on, it's like. It just kind of, it was okay. I mean, you knew who all the bad people, you knew when it went south who the people were going to be yes. well, that did it. Well, and Rico is like almost like the modern interpretation of like these, you know, like these gangsters who get on Facebook and flash <laughs> all their money yes. and yeah. they show off all their guns and stuff like that. He's, and he's showing him having sex up on a big screen. Yeah, in, yeah. in the bar, in yeah, the club. In yeah. The club. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I liked about it, um, as far as that goes, where where it got me was um, the first bad things happens to Ace. It's unrelated to the thing that happens yeah. to uh, Mickey. Wasn't that his name? Uh, Mickey, Mikey, Mickey, Mitch, 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 Mitch. Mackay yeah, Pfeiffer's. Uh, it was completely unrelated to what happened to him. So those yeah. two things happen, and in real life, happened that. I mean, they were really close together. Uh-huh. Uh Though, I mean, we're talking months because he was convalescing. Yeah. But he wasn't fully convalesced. So when that happened to Mitch, uh, it was completely unrelated. It wasn't like a, a heist gone wrong or a rival gang. Yeah. It was It was two, it, it was completely, living, two completely guys living that lifestyle, having bad stuff happen. Yes. Independent. The tragedies. Yeah. Uh, and the, the little brother was killed. Um, they found his body a month after uh, Mitch's. Uh, which is just horrific. And they did send a finger. Uh, those, those are all true things. But at the end, the guy does walk away. And so, uh, you get, it's a more hopeful ending than most of these types of movies. Because the guy does get out. In effect, it's based on a true story and you get out. Yes. It's even more Yes. Uh, and, and you know what I really liked, um... He was Ace was more of an old timey gangster in that uh, I don't show my money. Yeah, yeah, I live, yeah you simple, don't flash. Yeah. I'm boring. Everybody oh, eats. Yeah. Oh, that? I love that. Like, yep. I love that. Everybody line. eats. Remember that in Goodfellas? Don't go be going by anything. Yeah. And it, again, it just seemed like. Yeah, we, I like that though because it was different. It was yeah. You have the flashy guys. Yeah. Um. You have the super flashy guy in uh, Rico, yeah. yeah, who wants to be the uh, the Facebook guy. Yeah. Oh well, no. And the other thing that I thought that that grabbed me with this is is they even said like, and then Scarface came out, mm-hmm. and yeah. like the effect of Scarface on all these guys, 
thinking that they're all gonna be like these like these drug king kingpins and stuff like that and, and then showing the theater and people reacting to like the actual film and stuff yeah. like that it was it was really like wow I, you know that that's why you know because i've seen scarface i'm like well it's not that great but in, in like these circles i mean it's a big thing you yeah know? i did like how different people took different things out of scarface too it didn't seem like they all wanted to be ace didn't go change and want to be no. this big so he learned from it where Rico embraced it and it just yeah. all kind of had different effects on everyone. And yeah, that was a cool aspect of it. I, yeah, the, the fact that the story ended the way it ended uh, with, with separate tragedies occurring because of that lifestyle and then Ace actually walking away and saying, no, I'm done, and, and really did that. Uh, I liked how with him and, and uh, Mitch's sister, because those two get together, spoilers, how they kept saying, let's just have a boring life. Yeah. Let's yeah, just... Yeah. Uh, and I like that. I, I think he wanted to be a family man, and he wanted... It, that's, And he got sucked into this whole uh, life. Got away from me. <laughs> yeah. But he still kept who he was at the dry cleaner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until he yeah. walked out of that. Yeah. So it was a different telling of a story that I thought was interesting. Uh, it was a different perspective. I... Yeah, I did like it. I, I liked it for those reasons. The dialogue and that culture are beyond me. I don't... Yeah, Yeah, to the point where it was like... They should have had... So, like, in some parts, like, you know, I'm so unhip, uh, and this was actually, like, slang from, like, the 80s that I could kind of remember from, like, college and stuff like that. But it was like, man, they should have had, like, subtitles or something. I should have watched... <laughs> I literally should have watched this the subtitles because I was missing on some, something, so... But like I said, I'm super unhip or whatever. All right, yeah. boys. So, oh, one other thing. Oh, I'm just gonna. The real life Rico uh, got out of prison in 2015 and is now in witness protection. Oh, but and I thought that that was for us. Now. I thought that I thought that the that setup I thought was a really good yes. setup. Yeah. And he really did it. Yeah. I mean, that was that's really that was uh that was that was pretty good. That yes. was pretty good revenge. That was. It was awesome. All right, boys. So what's the uh, what's the star rating? Oh, I'll give this uh, a four and a half. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. No, no. I like I said, it's a different telling of the the standard gangster trope. Once I learned that it's a true story, it got me interested in finding out about more of it, and it was not bad. You you're way more ambitious than me. Of course, it was two o'clock in the morning last night or this morning when I stopped watching it, so I didn't go any deep diving after that. And uh, I, I, two and a half, three maybe. Okay. okay. I, I, the music I don't care for. Uh, either did the guy who owned the uh, no, dry no, cleaner. I, I would hang out with Chi McBride. <laughs> yeah, love Chi McBride or Chai. I don't know. How. It's Chai McBride. Is it Chai McBride? It's Chai McBride. Okay. And Sorry, Chai, if you want to Shang call Chi. me. So yeah, Shang you you can hang out with Chai McBride. with Mister Pib or whatever his name was or whatever. All right. Uh, I actually Mr. Pib. I love that drink. I re- I actually like this one more than I thought I was going to. Uh, I'm going to give this one four stars. Oh. And uh, this week we join the cult of paid in full. Let us know what you think. All right, so for this week, and we kind of briefly mentioned this, uh, for a movie that people also watched, we watched 1984's Angel, which was directed by Robert Vincent O'Neill, written by Robert Vincent O'Neill and Joseph Michael Kala, starring Cliff Gorman, Susan Tyrell, Dick Sean. Rory Calhoun, Donna Wilkes, and John Deal. And uh, this was a really, really dirty after-school special. 
Yes. I was thinking about. I this. like that. I, I was thinking about this, and this is. <laughs> I that is this a, is an R-rated is... after-school special. Yes. Yes, it is, and it's kind of a legendary kind of exploitation film. I remember being in the video store and seeing the cover is the the schoolgirl back to back with the hooker with the revolver. There were I rented se- it. There were seventies made-for-TV movies just like this. Yes, I rented it. Uh, I was looking into them. There's um, way back when when we. Okay, that doesn't surprise me yeah. at all. But, uh, yes, uh, the schoolgirl by day, hooker by night story. You know what? They, they they came up with a hell of a backstory for her. I mean, it really yeah, yeah. was Th- sad. This movie was so fucking entertaining, dude. Uh, I, it was, it, it, the story was not, like you said, the backstory for her. Like, her dad was in the film and she he took off on her and her mom took off on her and left her a hundred bucks and... Yeah. She was on, you know, on the streets since she was 12, and, you know. I found it easy. I took off my clothes and they paid me. Yeah. Uh, wow. Now, let's also throw out that she played a 15-year-old. She was 23 years old when the film was made. Uh, I found it interesting that the girl who plays Angel is nowhere near top billing. Oh, no. no nowhere the, near. The, the, and even, on the, even on all the stuff that I looked up, the, the cop actually got the top, the top billing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's only like her third or fourth movie, I think. She was in. I know, but you're no, still she, film debut was Jaws two. I know, which you, which was what three years, four years before. I that? think so. Uh, you're still the the lead in the movie. The movie is about you, your character. To not get close to top billing is pretty uh, pretty wild. I, I don't. Know How many other movies? Yeah, I don't know I, what the politics of that was. I never but. looked into it, but. How many other Not movies? Now, as we go through them, look at, at how many movies where the person that the movie is is playing the lead uh, isn't one of the top build. I mean, they may, they're, they may yeah, to even get to three, but they're usually one or two. So it's it was interesting to me that she, she was so low build. But what a cast. What a surprising cast of character actors. Uh, yes, I believe it was Dick Sean was the drag queen transvestite buddy yes, of Angel. And he was a 60s comedian. I remember seeing, and he did a, I think he did a voice on a Rankin Bass, if I'm not mistaken. He was in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, too. Okay. He, that that was not a portrayal that was big. No, not in 80. This is one of the... 84. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was not, this was an early. Uh, and then John Deal, who was Cruz in Stripes the Dumb Guy, yeah. is yeah. one of the best... I swear to God, dude, one of the best psycho killer... Oh, yeah, he was fantastic. Surprised me. And did you see his dangler? I missed his dangler. I know you look out for that type no, of stuff. No, yeah, they I, showed I his dangler. I missed it, too. You saw Turk's dork? It was, uh... It was a Batman-esque shot. Ah. In shadow. Okay. Oh, when, when he was scrubbing when he was, himself? When he scrubbing himself, yeah. huh? Well, no, and this is like... Dude, okay. How many, like... Movies, I mean, and I'm asking the wrong guy here, but how many movies... I This is the first movie I can actually see where they actually had a scene of implied necrophilia. Yeah, that's, um... That is not... And it was creepy, dude. It was... It, it, this. I mean, everybody... This, it's an exploitation and ha-ha-ha, it's a spam movie. It was really kind of good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was... Yeah. He was creepy and, yeah, the... Again, uh, a surprisingly good cast that, uh... 
they had to be director friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 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 I think you're I think you're correct. And like Cliff Gorman, I've seen in other things as the either a gangster or a cop. And he was fantastic. I mean he had like the you've been on the streets since you were twelve? You know, oh my god, Jesus Christ, I should blow this whole fucking, you know, boulevard up or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. Um, just uh, a couple little well, first of all, I found it ironic almost that uh this is a movie about a high schooler by day and Molly and Angel, the hooker by night, the most nudity you get was in the high school, gir- high school yeah. locker room. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also going to say, there were like four or five women who did full frontal. <laughs> okay, and? No, what I'm going to say is that the uh, the court and the nudity coverage sponsored by yeah. Spatula Hut. Spatula <laughs> City. The, uh, the crime illustrator, the the... What do they call that? The fucking... Sketch artist. Yeah, the sketch artist, sketch artist has a credit. You can find no credit for any of the women who showed their entire bodies an angel. <clears throat> My bet would be would be uh, local uh, hookers. Hookers. This is that played in in the high school. Sure, why not? No, because they're on film, which means that they have to be screen actors. Good. No, they, oh, they, they don't have they, to because they, 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 they don't have lines. They don't have lines. They don't have spoken lines. Yeah. Right. So uh, they could actually get their membership. I'm going to say that they are not hookers. I'm going to say that they models. were they were models. But they, I still think that the sketch artist gets a credit. IMDb gives the Hare Krishnas credit, well, a credited role, because they, 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 were they, they were chanting. Well, they were singing. I understand that. But they still got credited on IMDb. In uncredited roles. And on the subject of Harry Krishna's, this is the finest film I have ever seen a transvestite Harry Krishna fight in. Yes. I don't have thought, yes. thought in 50 years on this planet I'd ever say that statement, but damn. But Crystal, the first, and I knew I recognized her, the first girl, the first prostitute that we see killed. Okay. First one of Angel's friends. Or yes. Knows. Was on tour with Motley Crue. She was one of the backup she singers. She was on the Nasty Habits. Yeah. You're kidding. Yeah. Yes. I used to have a poster um, of them on my wall. And the uh, the Lana, the prostitute that ends up dead in the shower, Darren McGavin's daughter. You're shitting me. Mm-hmm. Um, Graham McGavin. Wow. So there's a Night Stalker. There is a uh, Night tie-in. Stalker tie-in. Wow. Was uh, Jack the Ripper killing him? Again... Stephen Porter as Yaya Charlie. They have Greg Lewis as Thermopolis. And I don't know. Oh, he was the, the owner of the, the diner. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, that's also a town in <coughs> Wyoming, by the way. Um, okay. World traveler here. Uh, I have been there. Uh, it is probably the... Um, unless you like landscapes that are exact replicas of... The Tyco train things, because that's what Wyoming looks like. Like you've now been shrunk down, and you're driving through one of those the entire fucking state, uh, except for Thermopolis, which is gorgeous. It's like an oasis. Are you um, sponsored by Thermopolis? Who would? The Wyoming the Wyoming Board of Tourism. Yeah, because they want me as a sponsor. <laughs> Let's talk about whores in Thermopolis. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they're proud of them. And, and, and Brian, that is the first time in a movie about hookers you have used the word whores. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. 
That's because I respect sex yeah, workers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to respect the job they're doing. I, you know what? Putting their lives on the line, literally, in this movie. Okay, who is the actor who played the guy who... The guy. No, when they when they're bringing when they discover Lana, he's the one who actually discovers Lana. The guy's oh, famous. Oh, oh, the the guy. It's like her her trick or whatever. Yeah, you better be room. fourteen, or I'm gonna kick you out for being too old. No, you got me. No, I gotta look it up. Keep, keep talking. Oh, like that's hard. Keep going. I just don't know his name, and I can't find his picture. But uh, I know the actor, uh, Rory Calhoun, Peter Jason. Peter Jason. Yep. Look at what he's been in. I know, he's been in tons of stuff. Yeah, no, he's a pretty like recognizable him. character. Yep. We like him a lot. <laughs> oh, he's usually like the executive in the action movie that yeah. like hires the... the... <laughs> oh, he was... um uh, 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 Oh, he was in Deadwood. Oh, fuck. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, I thought it was a better story than it deserved to be. Yes. Yes. The amount of really good actors... That are in it. Uh, elevate. This thing took 20 days to shoot. The soundtrack took a week to do. Uh, and you could... The only part where I really notice is when she's walking through the church. And I was <clears> like, <throat> she's walking to the beat. I was I, I, listening the outro song with like the two gals singing. I literally thought like this has got to be the producer's like daughters or his wife, his wife's band or something. Like, it was like one of those 80s songs that like... Only appears in, in movies like Angel. Yes. It's just, it's such an 80s song, it's ridiculous. Yes. Like, they're trying to be Pat Benatar or something like that. Yes. It was great. Yes, 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 yes. I, it obviously is a B-movie. A B-movie, like you said, the cast elevates it to a little bit, like well, a B-plus yeah, movie. B-plus, yeah. What, uh, that chick can run in high heels. With a, with, with a around a three fifty seven Magnum. Yeah, big gun, half her size. Yeah. She, she is shoot. moving. She can't shoot, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And what is it? Rory Calhoun? Rory, Rory Calhoun. Calhoun. Old cowboy Kit actor. Carson. The yeah. greatest fucking cowboy hair in the history of <laughs> With cowboy a great, hair. Yeah, great yeah. mustache. Yeah. With a great mustache. Uh, he was they great. They couldn't afford Sam Elliott, so they went for him. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> you made that. Oh, God. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> That was not a Sam Elliott role. It could have been. No. In the 80s? Early no. 80s? No. Uh, he was, uh, he was uh, Wade Garrett right around this time. So. Yeah, that was, he He was much tougher. That the, the No, that was their playing off of Rory Calhoun was an old cowboy actor. Yeah. And he, that was legitimately like, you know, an old cowboy actor he, hanging out in the street. Dropping names yeah. yeah, dropping names and giving autographs and stuff like that. Yeah. He, uh. I did like the scene in the diner where he's like, I get to see Tom Mix again. He's dead. Oh. Yeah. Well then, Buckscar Charlie. He's dead. <laughs> oh, a lot of them are dead. Yeah, ain't a whole lot of us left. <clears throat> All right. It was a, it was a fun movie. All right, uh, so gonna... I, I got two questions for you. First of all, what's the star rating on this one, boys? God, you know what? I'm going to give it a solid... Uh, you know what? The, the fucking cast elevates it. This is a harder one. I'm giving it a solid four. I, you know, and I was leaning towards three and a half, four. So I'm going to go four. I'm going to, I'm going to match right. you on that. I I'm going to, I'm going to match both of you guys and say for a B movie exploitation B plus? movie. B plus movie. Thank you. A we're going to call this movie. a B plus movie. We're, we're going to copyright that. It's a B plus movie. I'm going to say four stars. And next, I got to ask: there are three sequels to this film. Oh, we are going down the angel hallway. I've not seen the fourth one. I've seen all, the first three. 
I remember renting the first two. I remember solidly renting the first two. Because different actresses, everyone. Yeah. Second one's Betsy, Betsy Russell. Russell. Third one's Mitzi Capture. And from Silk Stockings, and I think that's all she was ever in. And I don't know who the fourth one is. And uh, the first and second are written and directed by the same guy. Third one's written, but not directed by. <laughs> all right. We're going down that hallway. Oh, hell yeah. We're we're, we're riding the angel train. All right. Angel, that's a movie that people also watch, and we're watching all the sequels, so stick with us. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, so keeping up with uh, some recent releases here, we watched 2021's Gunpowder Milkshake, which was uh, directed by, and I'm going to butcher this guy's name, Navo Papushado, written by Papushado and Ehud Lavsky. Unfortunately, the starring roles are a little bit easier, so it is Karen Gillan, Lena Headey, Carla Gugino, Chloe Coleman, Michelle Yeoh, Angela Bassett, and Paul Giamatti, and I don't want to say this was like the, the, the female John Wick, but it was kind of the female John Wick. Sort of was, sort of, sort of had a little that feel to it. Which John Wick, but there was a, a mixed... It was a little bit more comedic than John Wick, yeah. I think. Yeah, it wasn't as yeah. dark. No, it definitely wasn't as dark. It was a, it was actually kind of a kind of neon candy color John Wick, if you will. Yeah, it was kind of gunpowder milkshake. Yeah, no, that's actually I've I, I, very few movies I've heard like a, an odd t- title, and that's a perfect title for it. John Wick, the Broadway Show. I absolutely loved this movie. I uh, I have recommended it to a few people who did not like it. So way to go. Well, you're yeah. always wrong, so it's okay. I'm always wrong. I really enjoyed it. I thought Karen Gillian played, um, it was, what's her name from, uh... She's Nebula. Nebula. For anybody who doesn't know, she's Nebula in the Guardians of the Galaxy and the and Marvel movies. She was also in the Jumanji movies. And she was uh, a companion of Doctor Who. Amy Pond, one of my favorite companions. And it would be a toss-up between uh, her and Sarah Jane Smith. Oh, wow. was probably my favorite. <coughs> I would probably still say. Okay, well, essentially, yeah, this is your, uh, your... Underground uh, assassin whose mother abandoned her 14 Lena years Heedy ago. was her mother. Was it, Lena Heedy was her mother. Uh, they try to establish that John Wick style kind of uh, assassins. They have a little uh, society or whatever. So the, yeah. the they all meet in a diner and you have to give up your guns in the diner. It's kind of neutral ground. Uh, the armorers are Carlo Gugino, Angela Bassett, and Michelle Yeoh. They're librarians, and so the guns are all... It's very clever. The guns are hidden in books and stuff like that. Unless you're a normal guy going through the library. <laughs> you know what was fun was <laughs> they, when you needed a book, they would pull out the titles. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was an interesting the, the way to categorize. The cool, yes. Yeah. Oh, you need a Jane Eyre, and the Jane Eyre yeah. was an automatic, yeah. and, you know, oh, and you need a this, and oh, and then, oh, and you need an Agatha Christie, if you want to read. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed all the performances. I would say the standouts. Michelle Yeoh, Michelle Yeoh. can yeah. still hang. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh was one of my all-time favorites. Lena Headey got probably the best moments. Yeah, but she had the least, uh, almost the least moments. Yes. she was barely in it, unfortunately. Yes, they kind of did the they kind of did the the build up of, of her being this legend. You know that it's like they they kept referencing her like the entire time, and then when she shows up, it's like she almost like lives up to her legend as being this legendary killer or something yes. like that. I, I would have liked to have seen one of the criticisms that I heard, and I I'm gonna agree, I'm going to agree with is I would have liked to have seen more uh, Karen Gillian and Lena Headey yes. that relationship 
Um, yeah, it was kind of just all, we're, we're back to a corner, and I'm the greatest killer of my age, and you're the greatest killer of your age, and let's f- have a gunfight or yes. something. Yes. Uh, I liked the addition of the little girl, <laughs> who was just fun through the whole thing. She and really was. The, one of the most creative uses of, don't swear, there's a child in the room. Oh, let's go get those fudging... Jerks. Yeah. <laughs> they did a really nice job with that. They really yes. did. They had fun with that little concept. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was a great little movie. I would. I would absolutely recommend it. I thought it had great moments. I thought the beginning was really good. I thought it it lulled in the middle a bit for me. No. I I would I would disagree with that. But I'm not. I'm not. I can see what you're saying. Yeah. But you gotta always have the the comedic, dumbass henchman coming after. Yes, <laughs> it's, like, it's like that was a trope that I didn't need either. Uh, yes, I'm gonna agree with that. There was a couple. Um, was the the trio of idiots. The the yeah the, she had a name for him or something. It was yeah. very fairly clever. But yeah, okay. So you got you got the trio of idiots. The fight in the bowling alley. Had some great callbacks to like Sergio Leone. They had all the, yeah. the zoom ins on the eyes and stuff like that. The music was uh, sampled from Ennio Morricone. When they got to the dentist's office, I have I, I loved eighty percent of this movie. The twenty percent I didn't love was between the bowling alley and the dentist's office because I thought the oh this shot will shot will numb your arms and that's the only thing that it numbs and that entire fight sequence like. Almost killed the movie for me. I thought that was the stupidest. Th- I know they were trying to do something different. I thought that was the stupidest. Was just swinging concept. around to, yeah. to, to pull the trigger and yeah. It's yeah. just. It, I thought it was stupid. What uh, What I will say is, just because your arms are numb doesn't necessarily mean. But there's they don't not a work. shot that just makes your arms numb. I know. It, no, it, it, it that would was paralyze your entire body. Yeah, it stupid. Would... No, I'm going to agree that that was stupid. I'd uh, almost take a nerve punch or something to make it to numb to to. Make your arms not yeah, work. I could. I, I take an old martial arts, yeah. kung fu, Dimok, the yeah, yeah. Buddha palm, or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Where all of a sudden you can't use your arm. I take that as a nerve cluster. To that would have been better. That would have been. That would have better served the movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what I what I couldn't figure out was okay. So her arms just didn't work. You still have to pull the trigger. Again, that's why I just the entire and sequence was just. Oh, got a great! But I liked the uh, I liked the knife. I liked a the whole spinny with the knife, and then having to have to spin the other way to pull it out, and she couldn't always do it. (laughs) That was fun. The gun was what was stupid to me because you still have to pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to. Well, that's that's what I think was was she's indicating the gun was going forward with momentum, so it was hitting her finger. So the reason that I'm saying no is because it's taped in place. So unless yeah. her wrist was going forward, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wouldn't work. And even that, it wouldn't work. You take the gun to her hand; it's not going to yeah, work. Yeah. You have to use your finger. If you can't do that, then no. Yeah. I know the implication, yeah. but it was stupid. Uh, yeah, oh, uh, I agree wholeheartedly. It, but the library fight, on the other hand, was fantastic. Yes, it was. That was uh, that was worthy of uh, of the great John Woo or, or Yen Wu Ping or one of the great action directors. That was a fantastic final sequence where you send in 50, uh, 50 henchmen just to get slaughtered in really cool ways. But I'll point out one of the problems I do sort of have is much like uh, the Harley Quinn movie is everything was a bad guy. All the guys were bad. 
Yes. There were no female antagonists, antagonists at all. All the females were good. Yeah. All the men were bad. Yeah. Um, I, 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 as I was getting towards the end when all these... Yeah, you know... Well, what everyone just... was coming through the doors and everything. Like, there's not one chick that... <laughs> I will... Um... And, and I don't know if that's supposed to be subliminal. You're not supposed to notice it, and, but... Okay, well, Brian, you've complained about the the marketing, and I don't think I've seen anything that it was mar. This movie was marketed like this is a female empowerment. I don't think I it saw was no marketing. I don't think it was marketed at all. No, it was. It's, it's just literally just it showed up in my my Netflix feed yeah, and yeah. said, "Hey, you might be interested in watching this." Yeah. I looked at it as this is a great. This looks like a great action piece and stuff like that. It was. I saw the cast and went, "Okay, this you know." That's when, a hell of a cast. When yeah. you guys mentioned, I looked at it and went, "Well, this cast, I'm in. I'll watch it." I would throw out that, yes, every man was bad. Not to be conspiracy theorist, but it just seemed like... No, it, it I would remind, agree with it that. It reminded me of too much of the... Maybe that's why but, it, it didn't go over, because it reminded me too much of the Harley Quinn movie. On the other hand, you don't get a lot <clears throat> of female crime bosses. You don't, but you can get it female goons. These, these girls are good at fighting. Does it mean they're the only girls good right. enough at fighting? You, you, Perhaps some more female th- goons would have been. There's good. no other contract killers that are female that don't aren't in part of this guild. Uh, you would think that there would be. Yeah, you, that's, that's what I'm saying. And you would think that if you had um, those two, you would have others. Yeah, that would be at that level. Yeah. Um, or perhaps they were when you've got Lena Headey, it Angela Bassett. Michelle Yeoh and Carla Cugino all seem like they had at one point in time. Well, again, they they retired. Right. What I will say, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. And that's a good point. And I really didn't put it together because I just took it as, in most movies you have, the male criminals. Everybody got their moment. And how they did it I thought was great. Yes. I was about to just say there was no male protagonist, though. Right. So, the, you know, you can have that, and you can have male protagonists, too, and then you it works out fine, but it's like all the guys versus these few girls. It's like... You know, I didn't put that together, and uh, and I suppose that that could be... All right, well, okay. How many female killers were, were in John, any of the John Wick movies? Ru- Ru- Ruby Rose was... That's she, true, actually. No, there was a couple. Yeah, there, there's been a couple. No, and there yeah. was... There was uh, yeah, I, I, Padlicky. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Padlicky, she's yeah. great yeah. in that. Yeah, so they uh, did. They did have it, and they were on both sides. Uh, and she Halle, gave John Wick a run for his money. Halle, Halle Berry. Yeah, knew it. So, actually, Halle Berry re- ruined the third one for me, but that's a different story. I love the dogs, though. <laughs> the dogs um, okay, so I will tell. Yeah, I, I, it, I didn't. It didn't bother me. Yeah, I didn't notice it. Let's put. You it that know what? Way. It probably didn't hit me as much, but we. I knew. Uh, Suicide Squad was coming up, which made me think of the Harley movie, and that was my big complaint with the Harley movie. So maybe it was yeah. like, stuck in my head a little bit more. No, no, I'm, I'm going to take that as a complaint. I didn't think that the story was as developed as it could have been. Yes. I like the little world that they created. <laughs> yeah. right? It was a little yeah. John Wick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I think that I, I, you're never going to get away from that. It's, it's a cool concept. Yes. And you have to have that. Whenever you have that yeah, kind I, I of... Yeah, I have the feeling going forward, you're going to have to have some clever bit of world building in all action movies because of John Wick now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yes, you have to have the, the, the whole... And if it takes road. off, you can hopefully there'll be a... Yeah, hopefully there'll be a Gunpowder Milkshake 2. 
If I guarantee you, if there's a gunpowder milkshake too, then the 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 bad guy in that one is they're, they're going to go after the the table or what? The table's from John Wick, the yeah. the firm or whatever. Yes, yes. They're going to go after go those guys. the library. Yeah, and uh, there's going to be another library, and they're going to have three other great gals or something. And I guarantee you that yeah. that one there will have a female bad guy. I bet you they do. It, they yeah. want to see it what may, they can get away not, with in this one, and the, 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 I guarantee you they'll have a female bad guy. In it may one. not be the head bad guy. No, she'll be like the the head bad guy's assassin yeah, or something yeah. like that. What I really liked in this movie, uh, a I liked the the greasy number two guy <laughs> with the fucking hair over his face. Oh, yeah. the, the, kills, Rus- the the Russian douchebag guy. Yes, oh, dude, one of the best Russian yeah. Euro trash douchebags. I've he ever was. Seen he should have gotten away. He should have gotten away. That would have been great. Paul Giamatti is just Paul Giamatti. He's what he, the guy could read the phone book and I watch him. Yeah. yeah, no, he was so good. He was so fucking good. I can't remember the other thing now. Can you remember a star rating? Oh, I'm giving it a four. Four? Yeah, I, I, I probably would have been a four and a half, but taking into Keith's criticisms and agreeing with it, yeah, I would go four. I'll I knocked it, it down. I'll give it a three and a half. I think that if they do build upon it, can raise this one if they do it right. I agree. And that's what what I look forward to is sequels is building up the previous one so it makes the other movies better. I Doesn't agree. always happen, but all right, I was I was gonna go for, but I, in replaying that 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 numb arm fight scene in my head, I'm gonna give it three and a half because that. Oh just, no, give it replay the library <laughs> fight. Lena Headey coming over. Well, the slow motion, you know, uh, and that fucking three and nice. three quarters stars. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Always got to be the weird number guy. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! All right, so we've been keeping up with the latest Star Wars offering on the Disney app, and that is the Bad Batch. And we just watched episode fifteen, which is Return to Camino. This is the one right Part before one. the end, right? This is the penultimate episode. There you go. I was waiting for that. Uh, so, yes, uh, Hunter gets captured. He gets brought back to Camino, And there are revelations. Big ones. Revelations. This was, I think this was the episode we were all waiting yeah, for. Yeah, this was the episode you I was waiting for. Say you want a revelation. You say you want a revelation. Well, you know. It's so easy to set off. Crosshairs doesn't have a chip. <laughs> yeah, that was the biggest. Uh, that was the big <clears throat> boom. Yeah, that was yeah. the hammer. That was uh, so. Is... He's not. Uh, he's not following orders. He's just a bastard. Yeah. He is a bastard, and that surprised me. That was pretty awesome. But you know what? They had to do that so they could kill him. Because that's going to come. You think so? Now they have to. Because he's a bastard. No, you know what? I would say, eh, except that he killed all those people on that planet, and he, you know, the the rebel people, yeah. and I mean, he did some dick things. Shot the uh, the uh, prime minister yeah. on uh, the uh, one planet. I can't think of it. And prior to stuff, the bad batch were killing people too, weren't they? Yeah, but they were killing in the name of the republic. And, oh, okay, and, so that's okay. Okay, so yeah, they they're uh, they're droid killers. I'm they, sure other people cause, died. Cause, well, okay, let's put it this way: they went to, when when and, and again, it's in the, all within the context of the show. Because in all honesty, this is a kid show. But I have never seen anybody use knives in any of the Star Wars stuff. And both Wrecker and Hunter both use knives, 
And the only time they actually ever oh, yeah. pull them out is when they're ca- carving up droids. Oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, they don't kill people. They're the bad batch, but they're not the really bad batch. <laughs> they're not the awful they're batch. The they're not, not the fucking the, bad batch. They're the not good batch. I think that um, they're going to have to kill Crosshairs now. So you think they... Or they open it up to. Okay, so that was my question was... So... He's technically betrayed by the Empire because uh, Rampart barraged, uh, has the Star Destroyers barraged Kamino or whatever, which was I thought was cool is that you're killing, you're literally destroying a planet that was in the original three prequels or whatever. I thought that was really cool. And Hunter had made points that you're next to go. You know, it's like they're getting rid of us too. Clones are next to go. And, you know, he's like, not if you're important. Or not whatever. the useful ones. Not the useful ones. But you could outlive your usefulness. I think even a bastard like Crosshairs realizes that. So, yeah. So, basically, they stun Crosshairs yeah. and they drag them. They're dragging them with them. So, one of the things I was going to pose was, does, uh, is this one of those, like, Crosshairs realizes the error of his ways and throws in with these guys? Does he do the, uh... Well, the only way to get off this planet is if we, you know, do this. Well, I'll stay behind and you guys get out of here. Like, he has a change of no, heart. he's not doing that. He has the redeeming. No, he could have the redeeming sacrifice. That's what I was, yeah, that's. that's... Or else he, he's threatening to kill Megan, Hunter does men. Ooh, that's even, that's even, that's pretty dark Ooh. and that's pretty good. Again, just the, the, the balance of uh, karmic justice that has to occur in all forms of fandom is that. Crosshairs must die. He's transgressed in ways that you can't forgive. Indeed. So he either does the redeeming sacrifice, he gets taken out because he's trying to kill Amiga, which would be interesting. And yeah, then I think Hunter is the only one who can kill him. But you can look back at at comic book heroes who are people, Wolverines killed like tons of people. Good and bad, and he's redeemable. Red Hood. There's been characters who have been on the other side and come over so you can't honestly say that that it's part of the fandom crosshairs doesn't necessarily make disney money <laughs> i understand that but <laughs> that's a good one but bad guys do gene gray had to die bad guys do make disney that's money. true that's true they and could especially leave star wars bad guys make them more money than i the personally guys think do. they got to keep crosshairs around as as a thorn in their side as the guy that knows how they operate that can be a, a, a fly in the ointment on every uh, occasionally on uh, on a mission. I don't think he's the main bad guy going forward because I think they got bigger. They're gonna have bigger problems, but it may come to the realization where they can't kill him unless it's forced, like I said, with Omega, and he, he goes off and they know he's gonna be a problem, but they can't kill him. Hunter can't kill him because he's part of his. He's still part of that team that was around for a lot longer than the team that exists now. I like the I like the redeeming sacrifice, yeah. Thought for him, yeah. I don't think they get rid of him. I honestly don't. Okay, he's a really good bad guy. Well, what we do know for certain it's is that, that I am wrong. And next episode's the last one of the season <laughs> of the season. So oh, it did, and it did officially get picked up for season two. Oh, okay. I saw that online. I I, I actually shocked it took them that long to do that. I I thought they I thought it was from yeah, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. like if. Episode six. We're, yeah. we're, Loki was greenlit before Loki came out. Yeah. The, the second but you've season. got Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, you got every female in the world watching Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. And a bunch of guys, too. 
Thank God the English draw no distinction between movies and TV. English actors just work. Oh, God. If you look at the Doctor Who actors, they work like 14-hour days. They work harder than... That's why Eccleston quit. Because it, it was harder work than doing movies yeah. for less pay. But you get you get a lot of big names that do series. Helen Mirren had a series. Yes. You know, that went a couple seasons. So yeah. the, But you won't get that in American actors. No, there's very few of them. That, once they get to that movie level, they don't then do they're, they're doing movies. It's they don't do TV They anymore. crash and, you know... You know, and then they like go on the love boat. Christian, and that's Slater, not on Christian Slater and his couple. Yeah, he would TV do shows. a TV show. Yeah, uh, but we digress. Yes, uh, I'm excited to see what happens for the next episode. That this was the the I'm I had my chip. I don't have a chip. Yeah, moment was what? I mean, I I actually set up what? Yeah, and and then when Hunter looked, it's like yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, the scar yeah, on the side of his head. I'm like oh, okay, wow. A while ago. Yeah. Wow. Okay, now, yeah, you're just a dick. So that was that was the surprising, uh, that was the twist I didn't see coming. Okay, now, now the, the weird thing is, how did he ever remove? Oh, I don't know. Because they reinforced him in the, earlier in the season. They, they, they yes. reinforced the chip, which made it stronger impulses. But when would and who, who, who removed the chip? Or does he go and become a, a bounty hunter? Anything's possible, but I'm I'm just like, who removed the chip is my whole thing. Yeah, we're gonna. I hope we get that answer. It doesn't seem like it's something you can like just you know ramble out like you know. No. Pull out yourself. No. Um, it has to be probably the scientist. Maybe. I will say, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Oh. I like Omega's droid friend. I liked it the first time they showed him. I like him now. I like him better than I like Chopper. <laughs> fucking Chopper. I never see that. Tin this guy again. with the fucking Chopper hate I, over I will, here. I will re- recycle his ass. Wait until he watches Rebels. Wait until he they, gets to the end of Rebels. But He'll cry they, over Chopper. He'll cry. Why, does he die? No. Oh, then no. Well, yeah, cry because he's still there. Shut up. I fucking hate you. Uh... <laughs> Chopper hates me bad. I'm sure too. Yeah, so this was a good episode. This was I'm I'm excited for the next episode and I'm excited for season two now. Can't wait till Omega's droid fights Cad Bane's droid. I still think Omega's gonna be taken. I think that was my other Rogue theory Rogue. is that they they bring they so they they try to rescue Crosshairs, he sees it as an opportunity, he knows who Omega is, and he grabs her and that's that sets up season two. The other little twist was that's where Omega was created, and that's where the Bad Batch was yes, created and, that and was enhanced. I, and that's what I wanted to ask you. She's, she said, I was here when you guys were created. Yeah, I know. I mean, she's really old. Or they're they're aged differently. She ages naturally. Yeah. So does Boba Fett. Okay. Boba Fett had oh, that the, taken the, out. The clones are accelerated. I forgot. The clones are accelerated. Okay. I, I put, so, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't I realize that. I put those that. movies yeah, out clones, of my head. clones are accelerated, and uh, the deal was with Jango Fett that that was taken out of Boba Fett. Okay. And, and that he aged naturally. <laughs> and now another one. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So the Bad Batch were actually created to be the Bad Batch. They're not defective. Awesome. Where'd she get her accent from? Uh, Australia. <laughs> Hunter. Hunter. It's like, every time she says Hunter, I'm like, no one talks, no one else. 
no Hunter. one around. Yeah, no one around Hunter. who talks that way. Yeah, she's no hard she, eyes. She, she's a, a, yeah, she should be in a Mad Max movie. She's yeah, got only, such only a bad eye. Oh God, she's got it. But so do they. To varying the, degrees. Their accents aren't nearly as pronounced. pronounced. But uh, and that wouldn't be they've part, been out and be about. Part, that wouldn't be part of your genetics. That would you be, know what? That would be a learned. You take somebody thing. from fucking England and put them in Kentucky, and in two years you won't be able to tell the difference. Well, that's what I'm saying. Where'd she get I, her accent I from? I had a, uh, a friend in uh, junior high who moved from he was he was a Liverpudlian. Had the coolest Beatles accent when he first moved here, and by the end of the year, he was talking like us. Yeah. No, I'm saying, where did she get her accent then? The the El Camino. Genetic. The El Caminos don't talk that way. Your accents are genetic. Of course they are. For where you're you born. Just, you just said it wasn't. <laughs> you, just, you just proved it wasn't. No, what I proved is it could be trained because she it's natural and she hasn't been out. She only listens. Many of the, the clones, most of the clones, have been out and about in the universe and listening to other people talk. Okay. Accents so they kind of go, gene- oh, I like that. Accents, I'm going to emulate that. Did she the just, Jedi. Did she just watch Australian... Uh, you know, soap operas, is that why? Um, they don't let her watch TV. She doesn't get that input, and no one speaks like the Caminos do. I know that, so why doesn't she speak like the Caminos do? I will get your whatever you need, Prime Minister. Like, come on. Nobody what talks like that. Insane. That's what They're she way grew too up around. Breathy. <laughs> too breathy. <laughs> she probably tried to talk. But... <laughs> Just wow. So the fun part is she's actually older than the Bad Batch. Normally, uh, Lance doesn't let us get this on microphone. No. I, he doesn't let this. Well, it won't make the show. I'm sick, I'm sick of struggling. It won't make the show. <laughs> Life's hard enough. Just I'm just going to let you guys. I'm sick of struggling. What a wrangle cat. So what, what, what do you think? What do you th- are you liking it more? I, I did not like it at oh, any point. Oh, you're a bitch. I, I, I'm still, I'm still liking it. I, 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 I'm looking forward. I, I, again, Keith's theory or Keith's, it's not even a theory. Keith's, Keith has proved his thing that it's the beginning, the middle, and the end of these uh, programs that are uh, that are important. We're looking. I'm looking forward to a, a great se- uh, season finale type of thing. I think it's going to be nice and dark. I think. And it's dark. Be I phenomenal. Think, yeah. I think it's going to be. Uh, they they rarely disappoint on a season finale on a, when it comes to Star Wars. So I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. All right, one more episode. Stick with us. Let us know what you think. Tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek podcast for all new, all different material. Thanks a lot for listening. And hey, keep on geeking on.